This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year to you. This is the, uh, what, second week in this Gregorian year. And we are happy, excited that God has blessed us with life, that we are still here, um, life, health, and strength. Um, we do have some various little ailments that um, we are keeping covered and under the blood and resisting and warring against. <laughs> We're not accepting it, as the old folks used to say, so we don't claim it. <laughs> um, so we don't just give it a home and say, okay, come on, just take over. No, we're resisting and being steadfast. Uh, matter of fact, I'm trying to get back on track because the holidays, of course, of course, of course, I use that as an opportunity to enjoy my sweets and my treats. <laughs> I'm just going to be upfront and honest. I sure did. Um, my hubby blessed me this season to be able to indulge in some of the things that I like around the holiday season, and I only do it occasionally around the holidays. I don't even get to do it every year, but I bought me some uh, of my favorite C's candies, my Bordeaux, my cream-filled Bordeaux, and I bought me some pedophores. I love those this time of year. And I was the, uh, made, I made an apple pie. Uh, so uh, what else we had? We had red velvet cake and chocolate fudge cake and sweet potato pie. Oh, my goodness. So I'm trying to get back on track. This last week I've slowly started giving up my sweets and my treats, and I've been going back to my uh, green drinks for, you know, lunch or breakfast and my protein shakes for my snacks and my oatmeal for breakfast. So anyway, I didn't even mean to say all that. <laughs> but, uh, yes, this is the new year, and we're already into the new year. I pray that you had a blessed holiday season. You know, I love the nativity season, the Hanukkah season. Um, we did um, some of our usual things. We had family come into town. Um, daughter and grandbaby came in. We cooked. 
Chris and I love to cook. Uh, we cooked. We, of course, ate. <laughs> um, we, um, I actually got to teach my grandbaby, um, or should I say reinforce teaching that she had already gained at her school, and I was very excited when she was. She started telling me about Hanukkah, which the Bible also calls the Feast of Dedications. And um, she started telling me what she learned about it, and I was like, that's great. So Grandma took the opportunity to add to that and do some more teaching, and we actually got to light light our candles. Um, we didn't get to do them each day as you're supposed to, but we did light them with our meal. And Chris and I made a point to rededicate our hearts and lives to the Lord, like we like we like to do that, um, because that's what the Feast of Dedication was all about. It was about dedicating the temple of God back to God, back in the day of the um, the war between um, the men of Israel and their oppressor. And I won't get deep into that, but anyway, we had a full packed holiday season. I was blessed to see another birthday, so I'm going to say that I'm middle-aged now. <laughs> I'm still claiming my middle-aged status because I don't know how many years the Lord is going to bless me to see. I could very well live to be in my hundreds, and if that's the case, then the 50 range is still middle age. However, I'm not ashamed of my age. I'm not embarrassed of it, actually, so I can say I'm 57. <laughs> I'm still a nice young 57. But um, we had a good time, a good season. I always love family time. I love when we can get together, even if we don't do much. I just like the idea of us being together. If we're sitting on the couch playing video games or watching movies and enjoying each other's company, that's enough for me. However, we got to do more than that. So that's just a little update for y'all about what the Joneses were up to during the holiday. I have my hubby um, in the in the in the studio, I guess you could say. I have him on the phone, you know, um, waiting to see if I need anything. So let me pause and say hey to my LOML, the love of my life, the man of my dreams. Husband, you there? I'm here. Hello, hello, and Happy New Year to everybody. And glad to have made it through the 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, good to hear your voice. We are expecting some great things. All right now. All right now. Don't get me started now. <laughs> you care to elaborate? <laughs> I'll let you do that. <laughs> All right. I was just going to see if I could entice you. But, um, yes, I agree. I agree. We are expecting some good things this 
year. I do always like to emphasize that this is the new year according to the Gregorian calendar, not according to the um, Hebrew calendar, the the Jewish calendar. According to that calendar, the new year already started um, back in September of 2019. So we are actually fully in swing of the, the new year already. I wish, 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 wish that believers could, um, could, um, what's the word I want to do? Observe, observe and be more aware of that calendar because I think it's more in line and more in step with uh, God's timing of things. But that's just, that's just me. So anyway... I was going to tell you more about what we did, but I think I've taken up almost a whole break, and I don't want to run out of time, okay? So I will tell you this. I am sipping my tea for all you tea drinkers or warm beverage drinkers. I am sipping my chamomile and honey. That is just to warm me up and keep me calm. Is that cool? So if you guys don't have your beverage, get it when the break comes, okay? The break is going to be coming soon. Stop, take a moment, get your tea. I love it. I love it, okay? Oh, and I forgot, I did have a couple of my pedophores left, so I have a few on my saucer that, I'm going to indulge in. I just have two of them, and I'm, that's going to almost finish off my box. I've got one left after this, and then I won't be tempted anymore. <laughs> the, the treats will be officially over in terms of the pedophores. And I'll go back to having my oatmeal cookies if I need a, you know, uh, if I want to satisfy my sweet tooth, I'll eat an oatmeal cookie or Fig Newton something with some sweet in it, but some nutritive value. How about that? Can anybody clap hands and say, all right, all right, Minister Diane, that's cool. (laughs) With that all being said, and hoping and praying you had a blessed holiday, let me talk about what I'm going to talk about tonight. Over the, the holiday season, one of the other things that we did this year, which we have not done in years, I cannot remember the last time, or if Chris and I ever attended a watch night service together. Babe, can you remember, did we ever go to any watch night services since we've been married? We've, we've been to, to a couple. Okay, before and- this one. Before the in one Ventura, night. we went to one. We went. We've gone to watch night in Lompoc. Um, we've gone Benny Hinn watch night. We've been to several. Okay, okay. Well, it's just been a long time, so I guess this one just kind of um, stood out in my mind. Chris and I, we got, we were invited to attend a watch night service at a local ministry um, here in Maryland. One that ETS Ministries um, is 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 involved with now because that ministry is also involved with Anacostia International Assemblies of God in Washington D.C. So 
we're kind of um, the Lord has, has has drawn us back to Anacostia, and so we've been working there and partnering there, and so we were invited to the watch night service, and it just took me back to my younger years because. I grew up in the Church of God in Christ, and the Watch Night service was um, um, very important to us. Um, I hear the music, so I guess I'm going to have to table that thought until after the break. All right, y'all. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. ETS. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The story of me. Thank God. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, y'all. I'm back, and I was just starting to talk about the watch night service uh, that we went to this past New Year's Eve and how it took me back to my youth. Uh, it, it, it made me think about and recall the training that I received growing up in the Church of God in Christ and how important that night of the year was to us. Um, we were taught 
to be watchful during that time of year, to be watchful that night, the Christ, the um, I'm sorry, the New Year's Eve night. They taught us, even as young people, because I was around 14, uh, between 13, 14, 15, um, those years, all the way up to 18, actually, um, we were taught not to go out. You know, I wasn't going out um, at that time in my life yet anyway, but it was embedded in us that don't go out partying on New Year's Eve. There's trouble out there. There's evil and wickedness out there. You don't know what people are going to be doing that people often end up into skirmishes and fights and shootouts and things like that because they just, you know, give in to the moment and, and give in to the temptation and get caught up in stuff that you don't want to be caught up in. So we were even taught as young people, you come to church on the watch on the night of New Year's Eve and we would bring our blankets and people would cook food. It would be a potluck style event and we would watch and pray the new year in. Someone would just take turns. You know, the prayer would just start with one person and, and go around the room, very similar to the shut-ins that we used to have in the day. Um, they call them shut-ins, where you would just come to church and you'd basically stay overnight, and you'd pray, and you'd sweet sing songs. And we would ask God to watch over us and protect us and keep us vigilant, keep us um, spiritually awake, keep us sober so that we would not be caught unawares. There's a, there's a, um, a scripture that actually backs up what I'm talking about and what they taught us, and it was Matthew 26 and 41. And that scripture says, oh, da, 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 da. well, I, you know what? Okay, there it is. It says, watch and pray so that you will not enter into temptation. Okay? And then it goes on to say, let's see. Oh, it cut it off. It cut it off, did it? Hold on a second, you guys. It basically is telling you to watch and pray so you don't enter into temptation. What did I say? Matthew uh, 26. Let me pull that up again. 26 and 41. Yeah. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So this is when Jesus was talking to his uh, disciples, let me make sure I'm not telling you the wrong thing here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is when he was talking to his disciples and uh, he was asking them to watch with him, you know, be on watch because he was getting ready to face um, persecution and getting ready to um, be arrested and lied on and 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 
beaten and scourged and everything that he went through um, before he was crucified. And he was asking them, you know, can you not just watch with me for one hour? You know, um, it's so important, people, that we be watchful in this hour. And when I say hour, I'm not speaking of the 60-minute hour. I'm speaking of the hour, this season of time in history, in our history, in our life, that we need to be watchful. Um, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray earlier, before before he was um, preparing to go to the cross, he even told them to say, you know, um, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So the way that you avoid being led into temptation one of the ways that you avoid being led into temptation is to be watchful, is to be watchful, to, be, to ask God, to ask him by the Holy Spirit to keep you alert. You know, the Lord will give you caution signs along the way. He will stir you up. He will give you that feeling in your gut. He will give you a dream, maybe, uh, to warn you about dangers that the enemy is plotting and planning against your life, against your family, against uh, the work, maybe, that God has called you to do, if you're a minister, per se. The Lord will give you clues and warnings, and he promised that if angels would watch over us and keep us, you know, and, and keep charge of us, lest we should dash our foot against a stone. And in other words, unless we um, injure, become injured um, in any way because of attacks, you know, snares and traps that are set for us. So what they were teaching us, was a biblical principle that I don't hear a lot of today, teaching people to be sober-minded and watchful and vigilant and not to just be carefree and careless and um, unaware of the fact that we are, in a, we are in a spiritual war. We are in a battle daily, daily, hourly, you know, weekly. And if we're not watchful and prayerful, we can be caught off guard. We can be caught off guard, okay? Satan is still Satan, and he is still real, and he is still busy walking to and fro in the earth, seeking whom he may devour, seeking to steal, to kill, and to destroy, uh, just look around you, look around you, turn the news on for five minutes and you'll hear the unrest, the unrest and the things that continue to, um, you know, happen in our world. I was just telling Chris the other day, um, because we were hearing about and listening to the um, coverage of the issues between the U.S. and Iran because the U.S. 
took out and killed uh, the Iranian leader. I didn't. I don't remember his name, but the Iranian leader that was allegedly responsible for a lot of terrorist acts in the world, not only just against the U.S., but in other parts of the world. And then Iran's response to that with the missiles that were launched. And Chris and I were talking, and I was telling him, dear, uh, most people don't look at it this way or consider it this way, but those types of events, those types of happenings are manifestations of what is happening in the spiritual realm. See, because we think flesh first, we think, you know, of ourselves in the tangible form first, the physical form, the flesh first, we forget about, and other people don't even acknowledge the fact that these wars are inspired by principalities, Okay, there are principalities that reign over certain regions in the world, in certain countries, certain communities, so forth and so on, and they're constantly at war with each other in the heavenlies, and they inspire the people that follow them, if you will, and yield to them and are, are, are in tune with them to do these things. Just like believers, Christians, those that are born again, we're inspired by the Holy Spirit, by God's Spirit. And we are backed up by and assisted by his heavenly angels. So there's this war that's constantly going on between good and evil, but it starts in the spiritual realm first, and then it's played out and acted out in the natural and in the flesh. You and I are just members of or participants in it, but it doesn't start with us. I know that's kind of hard for some people to wrap their minds about what I'm saying, but hear me, y'all, okay? So we, you know, need to be watchful. Um, the Bible says that God doesn't do anything in the earth except he reveal it first to his prophets. So um, prophetic people are more, in, even more in tune, you know, and God will often stir them up in their, in their gut, in their dreams, in, you know, just through different, um, through different methods to have them warn the people. And, um, so I just want to emphasize the importance of us being sober-minded, sober not in terms of alcohol intake or drugs, but in terms of being spiritually in tune. I will pick that up after the break. All right. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, 
a purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, I'm back, and I am talking about being watchful and being prayerful in the days to come, okay? You don't want to be caught. (laughs) Some people used to say, you don't want to be caught with your works undone. The old folks, you know, you don't want to be caught with your works undone, you know, Time is a gift from God. Time is in God's hands. Life is but a vapor. Who can know it? We don't know the sum of our days. We don't know the number of our days. God knows. And while we're here, we should desire to be as effective for the kingdom as possible as a believer you know you 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 should desire to conquer as many territories take back as much territory um see as many souls set free see as many souls saved healed delivered um see the gospel preached to the ends of the earth, you know, that means starting in your own community and your own family, with your own children, with your own husband, with your own wife. Hallelujah. I'm getting worked up here. I'm starting to feel the Holy Spirit um, inspiring me. That means that we should be vigilant. Okay. With these things going on, we don't know what's next unless God prepares us for what's next. We could be facing, uh, uh, um, you know, a bomb situation or missiles here in the U.S. for all we know. I mean, I know that we have some of the greatest technology that there is, you know, and, and they say that our technology even detected the missiles that were launched against the um, bases in in Iraq, the Air Force bases the U.S. Air Force bases in Iraq, and that that's what prevented any uh, casualties. 
you know, but we have had other terrorist acts happen. We have had, you know, military bases where people have gone in and shot up people and killed people. We have had churches where somebody, you know, full of the devil just went in and shot up churches. We have had theaters. We have had schools. And I find it hard to believe that that no one had a premonition about those events that were about to, about to happen. You know, God does reveal things to us before they happen, but my question would be, was anybody paying attention? Did they blow it off? Did they, were they afraid to seem crazy so they didn't want to say it to anybody? Oh, I dreamed about this happening, or I dreamed about that happening. The Lord is always giving me dreams about situations before they come to pass. Um, Sometimes I understand them, sometimes I don't, but when they unfold, the ones that I don't understand, the when they unfold, then, then I'm like, oh, that's what that was about. That's what that was about. So if we're being watchful, though, and we have those dreams that we don't understand, we'll still be seeking God about them. We'll still be praying about it and asking the Lord, if it seems scary or it seems dangerous or something, then you should begin to pray and bind it. Rebuke the enemy, come against it, bind it, cancel his assignment in the name of Jesus. You know, stand on the word of God and say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You know, and that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. And you begin to speak the word of God and cast those things down, you know, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You know, you have to know the word of God to use and walk in the word of God. But it works. It works if you are aligned with it. It's not like a formula. I'm not talking about a formula here. I'm talking about the Word of God being in you and you living the Word of God, and therefore when when the time is right, you can speak the Word of God in the authority given to you by God and bind those attacks, change the course of Satan's plans. Okay? So... I'm going to give my hubby a chance to um, see if he wants to um, add anything to what I'm saying or question, story, whatever. Babe, you there? I'm here. Um, We have to, like you were saying before, we have to be vigilant and... I'm going all the way back to watch night. Mm. Uh, there was a story in the Bible about um, when when the master was coming. Uh, what was it? The ten virgins. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the bridegroom was coming. Mm-hmm. The bridegroom, and he was. Um, they knew he was coming, but they didn't know when. Mm-hmm. And they were told to fill their lamps and be prepared, you know. And half half were prepared, and the other half, they, they basically goofed off mm-hmm. and said, uh, he's not coming tonight, so, you know. But it was, when it was time to come, they wanted them to share their oil. And then if they would have shared their oil, then, then they wouldn't have been prepared because their oil would have ran out. 
mm-hmm. you know. And so when 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 the word says, "Be ye ready," mm. we're supposed to be ready. Mm-hmm. Be watchful. Be be aware of what the enemy who doesn't sleep. Mm-hmm. We have to be aware of his tactics and and be alert. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know the Lord, like you said in the um, Garden of Gethsemane, He was like, "Can't you just watch for, you know, a little while?" Mm-hmm. You know, and and they couldn't even stay awake while he prayed. You know, mm-hmm. 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 and that was a test for them. Yeah. And so um, it's so important to be sober and to be vigilant. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was watching something on TV, and it was talking about, it was a cooking show, but they were talking about people in New York are always very aware of their surroundings, people in, in big big cities like that, mm-hmm. because something can jump off at any time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, you're always on alert. But spiritually, we have to be the same way. We can serve the Lord and worship and everything, but we also can't expect the angels to just do everything. We have to be on our toes and be... And and, and if this is warfare, then we have to be on our toes and be warriors and be ready. Mm-hmm. So we're not caught off guard. So that's my two cents. Amen. Amen. Well, as usual, when you give your two cents, it may, it sparks something in me to to recall something else. And um, I I remembered an old song we used to sing when I was growing up. Um, and it was it was it was it, the song would say, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" The background would say, "For the coming of the Lord." Are you ready? Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? And then it would go into, be ye also ready, because you know not the day. And and they would hold that note. When the Lord shall come, when the Lord shall come, will you be ready when Jesus comes? Hmm. Your words brought that song back to my remembrance, because people were teaching about the importance and singing about the importance of us being ready, being watchful and ready because we don't know the day. When the Lord's going to return, we don't know the evil that Satan has plotted and planned for us unless we are watchful. I think I see your hand. Are you trying to get my attention? No? Okay. I was, I was going to say, come on, join in me. And then the other thing before I get off this topic and talk about my next topic is at the end of the service, one of the things that our pastor would say or he would have somebody else say is, um, I say unto one, and then the congregation would repeat it after him. I say unto one, so then the congregation said, I say unto one, and then he said, I say unto all, and we would say, I say unto all, and he would say, watch, we'd say, watch, 
and he would say, and pray. What a good way to end a service. What a good way to leave the the sanctuary, remembering the importance of watching and praying. There must be a reason that the Lord has dropped this in my spirit. I did uh, write a a blog, I guess you could say, about it or a note about it on our Facebook page, but today it came back to my mind and I just wanted to emphasize it more and get more deep into it and give the scripture references for it, okay, because it's important. And then along with watching and praying, I wanted to tell my listeners and remind you that we also walk by faith and not by sight, okay? That we are to walk by faith and not by sight because if we watch and we don't watch in a spiritual sense, but we watch and look at everything that we see with our naked eye, and if we take all that in, that can be very disturbing. It can be very unsettling. It can cause you to walk in fear. It can cause you to walk in doubt. It can cause you to just want to curl up and give up. You know, I just felt that just in that in that moment that some of you might be feeling despair and like, what's the use? You know, the Bible speaks of wars and rumors of wars, and there have been wars and rumors of wars since mankind fell. But the Bible does let us know that those wars and rumors of wars will increase before the return of Christ, okay? So, hold that thought until after I come back from the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones, and we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. 
Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I'm back, and I am talking to you about being watchful and being prayerful, and I just wrapped that up, and now I want to emphasize the need to walk by faith as you are being watchful and prayerful, okay? Uh, As I was saying, if we look at our surroundings and if we take in everything that we are seeing and hearing, it can cause us to become overwhelmed. It could cause us to become fearful, doubtful, maybe distressed, or feel some despair. But we can't be watchful and prayerful in the natural sense, okay? We do see with our eyes. We do hear with our ears. But I'm talking about being watchful and prayerful in the spiritual sense, um, praying and asking God to reveal the plots and plans of the enemy, to reveal his plans, <laughs> that we walk in those things, that we cancel the attacks and the, and the um, snares and the traps, you know, that kind of watchfulness. So naturally when we walk by faith, We're not talking about a physical walk, putting one foot in front of the other and walking down the street. We're talking about living by faith. We're talking about functioning and doing things according to our faith. And it doesn't take a lot of faith. The Bible says that if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, that that's enough that that's enough to move mountains. You can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Okay? Um, I love, I love, I love, I love Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, uh, and I believe it's chapter 11, where it talks about the faith of the patriots the patriots in the Bible, and it begins to tell us how they 
accomplished mighty things through God, for God, by faith. Okay? Faith is believing God's Word, believing what He says, believing His instruction, and doing it. Okay? Acting upon it. When God spoke to Abram, Abram had an encounter with God. God changed his name. He became Abraham. God told him uh, what what he had planned for his future. He told him that he was going to be a father of nations, that he was going to make a nation out of him, and that his seed would be so much that you can't even name them. They would be like the sands of the sea. They would be so numerous. And how he was going to bless and prosper them and and. And and Abram, Abraham, the Lord, God told him, get out of your country, leave your country, and I'm going to show you this land. I'm going to send you to this land. Abram didn't have a map. Abraham didn't have a map like we have now where you can, do, 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 you can plug it into Google Maps or Verizon, you know, Navigator or, or um, is that the right word? Um uh, I can't remember what we used to, if it was, it was navigation. But anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, he didn't have something where he could just plug that in and say, oh, it's 500 miles from here, you know, and you can take this exit and so forth and so on. He had to act upon and walk by faith. He had to pack up his, his, his clan you know, his wife, his children, his nephews and nieces and their families and whatnot, and they had to travel by camel or foot or uh, whatever means that they used at the time, and they had to believe God for more instructions, strike out on foot, and then wait for more instructions. Uh, Chris and I watched the movie Harriet Tubman, Tubman, um, a few weeks back, uh, I can't remember if that was in November or I think it was in December. I don't even, I think it was in December when it came out. Powerful illustration of how God would get her attention, how he would basically, she would just become dizzy and fall out, pass out. And while she was like laid out, God would be dealing with her. And then she would wake up and, and she would tell the people, no, we can't go this direction. We have to go this direction. There's danger ahead if we go that way. You know, that's what I'm talking about, about walking by faith. When God gives you a word and he says, I'm, I want you to do thus and so. You know, that's how we started this radio program. It was by faith. We didn't know how it was going to be supported. We didn't know that um, we were. it was going to launch, be launched, and then here, more than 10 years later, we would still be on the air. Um, we didn't know who was going to contribute to it, but um, we said, okay, Lord, if this is what you want us to do, then fund it. Fund it and show us how to do it. Send the people that will support it. Um, teach us what to do. And step by step, he did that. He did that. And here we are, 2020, 
nine in uh, September, October, November, December, January, nine years and four months later, we're still on the air and still doing it by faith, still doing it by faith, okay? Um, we must walk by faith in this hour. Um, the scripture reference for the initial verse that I said, walk by faith, not by sight. That is Second Corinthians 5 and 7. Okay. Is it 7 or 17? I wrote 17, but I think it's 5 and 7. Um, and it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay, what that means is Sometimes things might look crazy. You start out on what God tells you to do and and gives you to do. Perfect perfect example. You know, I could give you examples from my own life, but I'm going to give you some scripture references right now. Um, the prophet Jeremiah, God told him that he was going to send him to um, a stiff-necked, stubborn people, you know, he, he, he told him to, to warn this king, he, he to, to warn the king that if the king did not repent and cause the nation to repent and return to God, to stop worshiping their false gods and their idols, that they were going to um, either be destroyed by death or they had the option of surrendering to their enemies when their enemies came on them, came upon them. Their enemies were going to come upon them, and God was telling Jeremiah to tell the king to surrender to their enemies. Surrender to your enemies. You will be slaves, but you will live. But he was saying that this is because, this is, this is my punishment to you because of your years of sin and rebellion. But if you don't surrender to your enemies, then your city is going to be destroyed and people are going to lose their lives, okay, including your family. Well, like so many people do, this king refused to submit to the will of God. He persecuted Jeremiah for telling him what he didn't want to hear. He, they they accused Jeremiah of being a false prophet, and he suffered a lot. He was put down in a in a well and in a pit, you know, and left there to die. He was imprisoned. He was, you know, ostracized, and to to the point that Jeremiah himself began to doubt God, and he became angry with God, and he said, "You know what? I I you deceived me." You deceived me. You told me that I was not going to be harmed. You told me that you were going to be with me, and here I have spoken on your behalf. I've done what you've asked me to do, and I've faced nothing but persecution and sorrow. And, and he said, I'm not going to speak in your name anymore. And he stopped prophesying in, in the name of the Lord, I believe, for about three years. But then the very words that God had given him concerning that king and concerning the city came to pass, came to pass, <laughs> and he got word that those things had begun to come to pass, and he repented. 
and ask God to forgive him. But my point is, is that when you walk by faith, some things can go haywire, okay? You will face opposition. The enemy will throw things in your path to make you think that you are not on the right track, um, that, you know, God has abandoned you, that you're fighting uphill battle to cause you to doubt, fear, so forth and so on. That's nothing new, people. That is nothing new. We must stay the course until we see the outcome that God promised. Amen? Read Hebrews 11. I think that it will inspire you. It always inspires me to recall what the patriots went through so that we can be like them in this hour. Walk by faith and not by sight. Until next time, God bless you. Good night.